podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Welcome to the Movie, Movie, Podcast, everybody. <laughs> Episode number 101. The curse was Dal lifted, and then Nations. we started a new curse. Yes, 101 Dalmatians, welcome back, everybody. I'm your host, Tiggs, and with me for this momentous podcast is Russ. Yo, I'm never leaving. And Alex. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> and Peter. I, I'm going a little bit of crazies. I think we're all going a little bit of crazy this time. I'm going Peter, crazy. Why don't you tell us what this podcast is all about? You talking to me? I am talking to you. You said Pete. Yeah, so we, we've been talking about uh, different themes. So we talked about alternate futures that may or may not be better than what we're going through right now. We talked about bottle movies that only take place in, in, in one location, like, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the past month of our lives. Yep. Um, so now we're going to be talking about movies that feature a character kind of taking a, de a descent into madness. Um, you know, maybe snapping. Maybe hitting a psychological break. Maybe thinking that there's bugs everywhere. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Well, that is a very apt description of uh, what we're going to be talking about. And Peter, as the one who came up with the idea, and as the one who just described it all to us, why don't you choose the order today of Ooh. everyone to, in which well, to go? Well, I just, I just apt people, aren't you? Yeah. I just mentioned uh, people seeing bugs. So, Tiggs, why don't you start off and tell us about Bug? Yes, Bug, directed by uh, William, of, what is it, Friedkin? Friedkin. Yeah, uh, director of The Exorcist and Jade and The French Connection. Um, came out in... <laughs> one of those is just as good. One of those is just as good. Um, came out in, I think, 2006, uh, starring... Ashley Judd, Michael Shannon, and Harry Connick Jr. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. As the, the ex-husband. Um, so, Bug also fit into the bottle movie uh, category. Which, to be fair, when we were talking about bottle movies, I watched it back then and didn't watch it again for this one. But, hey, I had it <laughs> in my back pocket. Um, Ashley Judd has uh, is ex-husband, Harry Connick Jr., uh, is was currently released from jail and she is holding out in a hotel or in a motel. Uh, and one day uh, her friend introduces her to uh, Michael Shannon, who they start to have a romantic relationship uh, together. Uh, Harry Connick Jr. Comes back, uh, violence ensues and Michael Shannon starts telling Ashley Judd about all of the bugs that are under his skin and how there are bugs everywhere in the, in the room and how after that, how there are bugs within the walls and how there are bugs in his teeth and how he escaped from an army facility and how they're looking for him and trying to find him. And every time like a helicopter passes by, every they start to freak out. And every time uh, they hear any noises, they start to think that someone's coming for them. And it is this slow, deliberate descent into madness of um, Michael Shannon doing a fantastic job of just going crazy and Ashley Judd also starting off by like thinking he's crazy, but then spending so much time together that they both start to believe exactly the same thing about what's going on. And they like, they can't divorce themselves from that idea. Um, 
Oh, unlike her from Harry Connick Jr. Exactly. Unlike her from Harry Connick Jr. Uh, the first time I saw I saw this in theaters when it came out on a date, I think. Uh, not the <laughs> best idea. Yeah, very weird. Um, I walked out of the theater being like, that was terrible. And I've watched it like probably two or three what? times since then what? and really enjoyed you it. You didn't like yeah. it? I did not like it on the first time I saw it. Um, that's because because you were like trying to make out during it, probably. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, no, get away. There are bugs on you. Um, and I have, I've since to come to, uh, very much enjoy the movie, which is really built on the performances of Ashley Judd, Judd and Michael Shannon, who just knock it out of the park, um, throughout this movie. I also started to dive deep into some, uh, theories about the movie. Um, so one is that, uh, Ashley Judd will, uh, talks about her son who was taken from her while she was in a, a supermarket um, and she's never been able to find him. And that's kind of like the reason that like her life has kind of gone into a downspin. One of the theories is that Michael Shannon is actually her son. Uh, there are theories online about that. Uh, there's other theories that Michael Shannon is a ghost uh, and that Ashley Judd is just Ooh. by herself the entire time. I support the theory that they're both just these two crazy people in a room together. Uh, this is based on a play where they are. Both- I would have, loved to see this play me too yeah tracy letts is a really 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 good playwright and he's i can imagine this being fantastic in person i think in the play they're both meth heads uh which doesn't really come into play in the movie at all there it's just kind of like the slow descent into madness uh Mm. instead of that um, but and that would kind of take away from the whole like are they like what is actually happening because then you would just chalk it up to math exactly yeah um, but yeah, ha- who else has seen Bug before? Everybody? Oh, I have. I'm I'm raising my hand, but you can't see because it's a podcast. <laughs> I saw me, it. Me. I think that's it. Yeah, me too. Not I since saw it. You, I didn't you see did? it in the theater. Or did you? Wait, no, I didn't see it in the theater. I rented it back when people rented stuff on Netflix. <laughs> oh man, yeah, when you could get DVDs in the mail when the mail was still a thing. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but. What yeah, I remember it being about? the first time I saw Michael Shannon yes. in a role that wasn't like a bit part in Eight Mile or Bad Boys. Yes. And I was like, oh, this guy can act? I just thought he was an ugly creep. Yeah. <laughs> I to- uh, when rewatching it, I was I was like, holy crap, that's Michael Shannon. He's this dude's big now. Yeah. Um and like yeah, uh kind of crazy how rewatching it, I feel like that there could have been at least some some sort of, I mean, there is no way that any of this would have ever really been nominated for an Oscars, but like, uh, like acting nods for these two in this movie because they do or, so or much like independence. Yeah, period, exactly. Something. Like something to be like, this movie takes place almost entirely in this motel room with the exception of like one or two scenes. And again, doing a whole lot with a whole little. And by the end, when like the entire room is cover- covered in like aluminum foil, and uh, spoiler alert for a movie that's oh, 14 yeah. years old, they they pour gasoline all over themselves and set the place oh, on yeah. fire. Like, holy shit, like, it finally, like, comes to fruition. And um, the odd oddest part, I think, about this is that in 2006, there was a mid credit scene and a post credit scene that mean basically nothing. <laughs> well, I, mean, what I don't really? remember that at all. Yeah. Did they join the Avengers? So you would think so. <laughs> so uh, there is a is this doc- a prequel to Ant Man. There's a doctor that comes to visit them at one point who they kill, right? Uh, and one of the post credit scenes is just 
the doctor dead in the apartment of, surrounded mm. in aluminum foil. And uh, there is also, there were a bunch of Ashley Judd's... Um, the Collector. And yes. All that. Um, the, there were a bunch of Ashley Judd's uh, child's toys that she had been keeping with her. And uh, in one of the scenes, it's like those toys are basically on the ground in the apartment and or in the motel room. And that's about it. And it's really weird for those two scenes to just be in the middle of the credits. And like, is there like, is there something that I missed throughout this? Or is this just supposed to be like, you're really selling like the, the, the theories about this that like, you could just make up your own theory about anything that's going on. I don't know what's real anymore. Um, but highly enjoyable. If you've never seen it, it's, Probably a terrifying thing to watch if you're in a uh, pandemic and quarantined and possibly with someone else. So, you know, like maybe wait until <laughs> sure. you can go outside again. But once that happens, I would highly recommend uh, Bug if you if you have the chance. Yeah. Um, I, I think the Descent into Madness in this movie is so good because, as you said, like you start off watching Michael Shannon be like, this guy's kind of crazy. And then you just slowly watch Ashley Judd buy into it. Yeah. And both like completely take off yeah it's wild and it, what's odd is like ashley judd had like a, a a freaking insane late 90s early 2000s run that kind of ended at this movie yes which is insane because she she's one she was always good and she could have easily done there's a lot of things she was capable of i don't know why her film career kind of like stalled out with like out of family films and stuff like that after this because I thought she was fabulous. Yeah, she really knocks it out of the park again. Like it, the whole thing is is on on those two's backs and like and just creating a creepy atmosphere. And I mean, you could leave it to the guy who did The Exorcist um, to be able to create a creepy atmosphere. I guess um, you know twenty thirty years later, twenty five years later, something like that. Mm. Um, but yeah, uh, highly. Highly enjoyable, if not creepy, uh, in this crazy time we're living in. Um, if you have bugs in your apartment, do not watch this movie. <laughs> oh, I do, actually. Uh, so, Alex, speaking of Michael Shannon, can you tell us a little bit about Take Shelter? Ooh. Oh, guys, wouldn't you know it? Michael Shannon, this guy who came into more starring roles right then, and we're like, you know what? We want to keep watching you go crazy from here on out. Uh, he teamed up with uh, director Jeff Nichols for the 2011 film Take Shelter. And, uh, you know, the the Rolling Stones are always saying to give me shelter, but these guys are going to take it. Oh, my God. And, and uh, God. I know we didn't do it for Bug, but because these are like weird off-brandy sort of movies, want me to... Oh, you just, uh, yeah, that might be that might be more direct because this is going to be about a half hour long explanation. Uh, yeah. OK, cool. So, uh, yeah, I, no I, I figured. Yeah. Take Shelter, uh, directed and written by Jeff Nichols, plagued by a series of apocalyptic vis visions. A young husband and father questions whether to shelter his family from a coming storm or from himself. Whoa. Yeah. So so Michael Shannon is a uh, like kind of construction worker. Um, and he starts having like visions it's kind of, it's, it starts off pretty slow, just like weird dreams, like his dog biting him and stuff like that. And then, uh, he starts seeing lots of, um, poorly CGI birds, uh, make, uh, strange 
like fly strange in the sky and go weird formations and like attack him and stuff like that. And um, he starts going behind his Jessica Chastain's back and like uh, buying things to make a big storm shelter. Um, and he starts kind of losing his grip on reality, but, but he's like, but also trying to take care of it. He like goes to psychiatrists and things like that. That's the one thing about this one is it's not like a, you're not like going into like a crazy, like, Oh man, this is going to be like a Lovecraftian descent into madness where someone looks at the old gods and is, (laughs) it goes crazy. And like all of a sudden there's pentagrams everywhere. Um, this one's like, he ends up taking out a loan and making his wife very mad <laughs> while also having like, like, like there's like he has like a seizure at night and then like, like all these things, like it's, it's not a fun descent into madness. And then like he ends up losing his, we're spoiling everything, right? Oh today. yeah. The movie okay. came out almost 10 years ago. So yeah. Um, so he ends up like getting fired because he borrowed construction equipment to expand his um his his tornado shelter or whatever and um you know he flips out in like a like a community dinner and it's like there's a storm coming you all think i'm crazy and like his like mother is in assisted living because of schizophrenia so you think it might be that for a while and um then like the storm comes and you kind of that moment where like it's gonna be like I got you guys. I did it. I'm, I'm, I know everything. And then you come out, they come out of the shelter in the end. And, um, the people are just like picking up a couple sticks. There's like a, a couple things. All right. So yeah, it's a story about like a descent into madness, like kind of tearing apart, uh, a family as they're trying to prevent it. And, Kind of a, like an unrealized catharsis until the very end when another storm comes as it's in it. <laughs> so maybe he was right. I don't know. Uh, but it was really good. I think this is actually a really well done film. Um, and an interesting kind of look at like someone losing their grip on reality and questioning their own diagnoses and how to protect their family. Um, I think it's really well done. It's, it's, uh, it's got a nice, slow but deliberate pace um and michael shannon's really good uh as always in these kind of things like he's he's good at kind of like as you can imagine his character like doesn't really talk or emote too much around people and is very awkward and socially alienated as does he, he not to move be. his mouth a lot when he speaks yeah yep. oh, like, i'm just trying to I, I don't remember i don't remember this movie at all so i'm imagining he kind of like talks a lot but like nothing and its face moves because it's yep. made out of sandpaper. Yeah, it's almost like, yeah, he does that a lot. Uh, How many bugs were in this movie? Ooh, there's a doggy. Right. Um, it's probably got some fleas. It's kind of like a baby. Assuming the dog has fleas, a lot yep. of bugs. Yep. Uh, but yeah, this one is, if you're looking for a more serious family drama side of this, um, but with, like, I guess some potential supernatural type things, but. Not really. Then, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Is this? I've Not never sure. seen it. Is it worth checking out? Like, is it like? It's would good. You, is it? It's really it's good. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's it's legitimately it's good. good. Um, yeah, and again, like it, it's like I said, you're not going to get like there's going to be no like, do you see? Do you see? Okay. <laughs> type stuff. No, no post credit scene like, that make no sense. 
Uh, no, like the last scenes again, like it's like a lot of going to psychiatrists office and a lot of family crying. This sounds like, like almost the contagion version of like a descent into madness movie. Yeah, (laughs) kind of. Alex is being really helpful to all the listeners who are like, I think I'm going crazy. And he's like, if you're at home thinking you're going crazy right now, you're fine until you see the old God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but you know what I mean? Like there's some descent into madness movies. It's like, it's like a thrilling ride. Colorado space type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like this one again, like it was just like, I was uh, very engrossed, but also like, like, you know, you just, you watch like he's just oh he's he's getting a risky loan like that's, he's that's not, really like... funny <laughs> I mean, depending on the interest rate that could send you mad yeah that's I... true <laughs> yeah especially now but... in today's climate that's a gamble <laughs> i mean i'm already, i'm uh, trying to figure out how to sell my turnips in animal crossing right now the price keeps okay. i didn't get any this week but we're not talking about that no. i'm moving on uh, I'm going to start talking about Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Oh, I love this movie. Uh, needs more names. It yeah. does need more names, yeah. Megan. Uh, Mary. Melissa. Written and directed by Sean Durkin, a guy who kind of disappeared after this, oddly. But he's got a movie Ooh. coming out here. Well, well, I'm sorry. That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> he has a movie that's scheduled for 2020. Um, uh uh, haunted by painful memories and increasing paranoia, a damaged woman struggles to reassimilate with her family after fleeing an abusive cult. Yep. Um, I thought that was the title of the movie that you were saying for a second. He's got another movie coming out, Haunted by... <laughs> I had never seen this, and I've always heard very good things about it. Uh, the, the the thing that I was really excited about, about finally watching this was that I finally know what the title means. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but... Where was I going with this? So this was kind of like Elizabeth. <laughs> 2011 was Elizabeth Olsen's like big introduction to the world. Yeah. Um, she had this in another movie that you guys remember? Uh, Pigs and Alex. Yeah. That that uh, Silent House horror movie. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. So both those movies came out in 2011 and her only credits before that were uh, an Olsen twins movie. Oh, uh, okay. How the West was fun in a single episode of Full House, both from 1995. Because in that time, she was the only Olsen to actually learn how to act. So she yeah, was yep. she was studying how to actually become somebody who is good at it, yep. as so opposed she, to a cute person. Yeah. But, so she goes from a, I don't know how the West was fun though. <laughs> yeah, she goes from a, a tiny role in that movie and credited in one episode of Full House as Girl with Flowers. Makes sense. To being like a complete star yeah. in this, especially she's so good in this movie. Um, this so this movie you kind of actually get two descent in that. Um, this movie starts with her escaping this cult, and you don't really know why, and you don't really get a, that much of a sense that it's a cult quite yet. But um, and then it tells the story in parallels. It starts flashing back. She goes to her sisters to escape. And it starts flashing back to when she first was introduced to these people. So you see her kind of get indoctrinated into this cult as you see her kind of snap as she, like, kind of deprograms herself slash doesn't really deprogram herself. Right. Um, so, so it's really interesting to see that journey. So because you don't really – you don't the fun thing they do is they don't really tell you that much about why she left in the end. 
it kind of just was like, yeah, of course this was shitty. It was a cult. Like, and it doesn't really show her breaking point or even her decisions in leaving. So you, it gives you the sense that much worse shit happens. Yeah. Which is really terrifying. And, but it also helps why she's having such a difficult time at her sister's. Cause she's also hasn't told anyone where she was. So you see her like completely have a hard time with like living a normal life with her sister. And like, she, uh, this is kind of a sex cult, uh, like, you know, all cults are. Um, I don't know how Really? Many, but a lot of them are. Yeah, doing a cult. <laughs> yeah. So there is one, like, wild scene in which she hears her sister having sex with her husband, and she can't sleep and crawls into bed with them while they're having sex. Because she's just used to everyone in the cult kind of, like, fucking all around in, like, terrible ways. Like, she she wasn't happy with all this stuff earlier. <laughs> But it's it's all done very quietly. It's as I said, it's yes. not like she's she's not like rescued from being kidnapped and deprogrammed with all this stuff. It's like she is going through this completely quietly and alone. Yeah, and it's kind of terrifying and tense from that because you, you don't know what she's about to do, and the people in the scenes with her know even less than you do. Oh my god! They not yeah. Again, I guess we're. To spoiling stuff but when they help out like the hitch or the uh the people with the the broken down car at the end and then it starts following them oh, yeah. oh my god i was and then it just cuts movie over yeah there's such a fun and because you you know because she even thought she was crazy by the end of this like it's it's really tough and as alex said i'm sorry there's no old gods in this but she's Aww. she it's very quiet her journey through this but it's it's really difficult to watch yeah because of course, of course, like her her history in this cult is difficult. But as I said, because she's silently going through it later on, um, uh, really, 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 inc- like just an absolutely incredible debut performance. As I said, from Elizabeth Olsen, um, John Hawks is in this isn't great, and uh, Sarah Paulson. I love. Uh, I really oh, like yeah. how this movie. Um it makes you like wonder what's real and what's not and like what she's imagining and what is and what she isn't um and kind of makes the viewer also feel like they're going into this descent of madness along uh with Olsen at the same time where when when she's like outside in the back and she sees someone like sitting on the rock and like looks away and goes back and like their person's not there anymore you're wondering like are these things that she's just imagining are these things actually really happening uh because after her break her kind of tiny little breakdown with the bartender at her sister's party yeah Oh, who she claims yep. she knows, but we've never seen that person before. Yep. And it's just, and it's, as I said, they, they tell you all the things that they need to from her history, and they tell you so many things. I'm sorry, they don't tell you so many other things that make it tenser. Yeah. I feel like you, like, this and, like, Personal Shopper are, like, these very subtle, like, either Descended to Madness and Ghost films that you've been able to, like, watch, like, artsy versions of both of those that yeah. you're very lucky to get to watch right now for, like, uh, first time. I, I really... I'm jealous of that. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend it if anyone's never, never seen it before. If you're also looking for a kind of difficult time. Yeah. Um, if, uh, if you're not looking for a difficult time, this is, unless Russ has a real banger in there, this might not be the podcast for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause this is, man, I, I, I wish I remembered more of this movie, uh, but I may need to see it again because I remember loving it at the time. Yeah. And, I can just, you know what? There's something about a good cult movie. But, uh, <laughs> that, mwah, let me tell you something. You're, ta- you're talking about stuff like Evil Dead, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. This is like heartbeats. 
A good okay, cult um, movie is going to be the title of this podcast. And so, like, uh, like a couple weeks ago when Alex brought his movie as a surprise, Ooh. Russ has not told us what he watched until right now. Yeah, dogs. So I was working when, in the lab when Descent <laughs> into Madness was the theme for the week. I realized that's one of my singularly favorite genres of movie, and it would be a crime to watch something I've already watched. So I didn't watch Antichrist, but what I did do was I watched two movies. One didn't really scratch the itch, and the other one completely scratched the skin off of my whole entire body. (laughs) Um, I started with... with, um, What's this? Denny Villeneuve's uh, Enemy. Great movie. Oh, nice. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was more of a descent into paranoia. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. And it was good. I loved it. I hadn't seen it. I thought it was great, but it wasn't exactly crazy enough. Okay. So then I went to so and, and I and I broke my rule and went to A24 for both of these actually, and watched Gaspar No. Climax. Whoa. I've been wanting to watch that. I've heard incredible things. Climax is pure is is there's no movie that is more of a descent into madness than this movie. I I cannot and cannot recommend this movie enough. <laughs> I will not and cannot, I should say. So I'll just give it a quick rest out. Climax directed by Gaspar No who also made Irreversible, which was a a virtually unwatchable film. French dancers gather in a remote, empty school building to rehearse on a wintry night. The all-night celebration morphs into a a hallucinatory nightmare (laughs) when they learn their sangria is laced with LSD. Oh, man. This this dude is nuts. All of his movies are crazy. The movie... It starts off uh, you, you, where you you meet the all of the. I don't want to. I'm not going to give away key. Yeah, cards. please don't. Yeah, this I want to watch. This is very, this, still it, very new. It is an hour and a half, and nice. it feels like it's seven minutes. It moves so quickly, but it's also <laughs> so uncomfortable. Um, it starts off with you seeing all the dancers kind of that are in this troupe that are trying to like make it, and they're all interviewing and talking about like what they want to do, the types of dancers they want to be, all this stuff. And then the movie starts. And it's it's probably I would say a 10 to 15 minute not like non-stop like dance party sequence where you're it looks like they, all... they look like a little like step uppy. Like if you're looking at looking at some photos right now. Well, yeah, it, it's hip hop it's it's hip hop dancing, it's popping and locking, it's it's all it's all those sorts of types of dancing, uh, and the soundtrack is is like through the roof. Like it's it's really really good if you like EDM and dance music and music that make to work out to. But the first fifteen minutes are like almost dialogue free. It's just dancing and dancing and dancing until they take a break and start partying, and they're just you know young people talking about hooking up, fucking each other, doing whatever, and then you can kind of gradually see them start to realize, wait a minute, I'm more fucked up than I should be. And then the movie basically turns into 
like an LSD trip where everyone has a descent into madness, <laughs> but they want to know who laced the punch. And I can't really say anything more than that, but what occurs for the remaining hour is lunacy on a scale I've <laughs> rarely seen. Wow. It's like people who are trying to not be on LSD, but are on LSD. And there's really only one actual actor in the movie, and that's Sophia Butella. Every mm-hmm. single other actor is a dancer. Hmm. So there's dancing that happens the entire movie. It's like, what if fame was fucked up? What if <laughs> no, fame was pretty fucked up sometimes. Yeah, but this movie, like... I can't I can't really say too much about it because anything else would spoil it but you will be your jaw will drop and you will say oh my god this is so incredibly fucking fucked up and weird but also good because the music is good and there's st- even when terrible shit is happening the music is so good that you're like all right cool 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 I <laughs> I, it's mostly subtitled. There's a few people who speak English, but you have to read. It's weird. I can't say a lot about it. It is a, a, a Russ Hall of Fame film. <laughs> wow. It, would, th- would this have made a your list if you had seen it in 2018? Yeah, it, it, it would have made. It would have been like in one of the uh, one of the lower slots where I reserve like shit that only I will like, and I don't want people to think like is great enough to go and see. <laughs> this is a movie that I can't imagine very many people will like, but I do believe it's on, I think it's on prime. It is. Um, but it is, it's a, it's a rough one. This isn't an a 24 original. They bought it shortly at like a year after it was out, but it, it kind of fits the mold of a 24 in that it's really well done. You don't know if you needed it, but it's, it is so incredibly fucked up. Damn. Okay. Fuck. Oh, uh, but, it, but it's not a singular descent into the madness. It is a twenty-person descent into madness. That is the ultimate That's descent into cool. madness. If and anyone's looking for something, uh, a like something up Alex's alley of what he was describing, uh, first yeah. we watch uh, on Netflix is Event Horizon. Nice classic. Yeah, that one of the great. few sci-fi horror movies that's actually scary. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I couldn't recommend this movie enough unless you don't like shit like this. But if you <laughs> like stuff that's this, weird, this is one of the weirdest movies I've ever seen that's great. And it's mostly long. I think there's the movie was filmed in probably four to five very long tracking shots. Wow. Okay. Ah. So you're just constant. So the camera never really gives you a break. You're just kind of, it's just roving from person to person like that, uh, Link later movie, uh, Slacker. Slacker. Hmm. So it's Slacker, but a dance movie. But there's LSD and people are crazy. Uh, see, I'm, I'm really sold. All right. Yeah, that, that, I think I gotta watch this. I don't think you'll like it, but <laughs> I, but if you do, cool. Thank you. I'm not as crazy as I might be. Damn. So that's me. Bullshit. I guess uh, my to uh, something you uh, for. Enemy is a very good movie if no one's seen it. My favorite thing about that movie is uh, someone asked uh, Villanueva uh, at, afterwards, he's like, so what was that? What was the deal with the spiders? He's like, I'm not telling anybody. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And they're like, uh, okay, uh, let's move on in this interview then. <laughs> yeah, I think Enemy is a book that was, well, I mean, it is based on a short story, but watching that movie felt like reading a book. Yeah. I think he has because that I'm, effect in his movies. I, I, if, I'm actually if, kind of excited for Dune because of that. It felt like metamorphosis. It felt like like a modern day metamorphosis or something. So people who were looking into everything super literally, I'm like, you know, movies can also have that quality, right? Like where they don't have, where everything that's happening doesn't necessarily have to be happening in a world that we know, like right. and even beyond magical realism. It's just a weird place to show you some weird stuff. Like that's what he's doing. And if you don't get that, I don't know what's wrong with you. Stupid. No offense. Well, that's as good a place to end it as any. Um, anyone watch anything else since last time? Maneuvers are just, just descending into badness slowly. Uh, and, oh, I've seen a billion things since then. Um, I have seen almost 60 movies this month. Jesus. Yeah. That's a, that's, I, I'm supplementing with a lot of television, so I'd say I've probably seen about 30 movies and then about uh, five full seasons of shows and whole series is maybe one or two. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, I'm trying not to burn my way too fast through all of uh, Beyond Belief Factor Fiction, so you know I'm I'm, I'm savoring every little piece. <laughs> after after last podcast, I decided to buy the three Jack Irish movies and both seasons of the television show, and I'm mean, going slowly going through that. Any good? It's not bad. You know, I just got to give Guy Pierce uh, just a little bit of money. <laughs> Since it's the last cast, I've watched the Gareth Evans show, the guy who did the raids. Oh, uh, how is that? Gangs of London. It's dope. Yeah. It's really, really, really good. Um, I mean, actually, it's not really, really, really good. It's very good. And the action, but the action is is less like, you know, kung, not, I don't want to say kung fu, but, you know, less like that. And it's more just like street fighting. Um, something that might be up your alley, uh, Russ, um, on Amazon Prime, the movie Braid. Braid, as in like hair braid? Based, yeah. Based on the game? Yeah, it's based on the game. It is Braid. not based on the game. No. It is also a kind of descent into madness film. Is it oh. almost inaccessible? Yep. All right. Is it starring in excess? Oh my god. No. You can find us on the web at moviemoviepodcast.com. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter at moviemoviepc. Here it comes. Here it uh, comes. You can find Russ everywhere as Russ Incredible. You can find Peter as Funky Bankman on Letterboxd. You can find me as... Just what, go ahead. Yeah, for like uh, sixty something movies I've watched this year, watched this month. That's where you'll find me. You can find me on Strava, Johnny Tiggs, I guess. Whatever, Alex. Favorite part. Favorite part. Yeah, what's up? You had some homework. Okay. Well, uh, what was it? Was homework? Um, multiplication table. Where I've can we find you through... on the internet? Internet. 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 Ah. Uh... You know what? I've actually been really busy. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't gotten to the internet yet. I'm trying to. That's actually my next quarantine project. I'm really going to try to like. I really want to take a whole once over on it. Um, You know, see what makes it tick. Uh, I want to jump into any sort of profiles or anything that too quick. Uh, I want to try everything out. Um, You know, I think. Here in Zanga is pretty good. I think oh that was God. one. Oh my God. Uh, so, yeah, check back with me next week. 
All right, yeah, we will check back in with you next week, see what's going on with you, and we'll talk to you guys next time on the Movie Movie Podcast.